Today, we are going to talk about critical lessons you can learn from traveling for an extended period of time. So to set the tone here, I just came back from about three weeks straight of travel. I was in Dublin, London, New York, and then finally came back. And then Will has some traveling lessons as well that I think he would like to share as well. So Will, where do you want to start? Do you want me to start? You want to start? Yeah, why don't you start fresh, please? Okay. Love to know your insights. Yeah. So I first started out, I was speaking at a software conference called SaaStock in Dublin. And I'll kind of just share how it went. So first it was like, okay, speaking at this event. And then I threw like a dinner as well with some SaaS founders. One of my friends sold his company for like $250 million. He was there. It was a really strong room. And actually one of the original founders of my agency, Single Grain, he was at my, my dinner as well. The other thing I'll say is after the conference, we took a bus about two hours to the countryside in Ireland. And we actually stayed at this castle that's about 151 years old called Castle Leslie, which is also known to be haunted as well. We did clay pigeon shooting. We did all these amazing things. And I will say, all this is not to brag. It's to say, A, you know, when you go to these things and you are, one, you're creating content when you're going to speak at these things. B, you're connecting with people at a very deep level. So One of my friends runs a company called Teamwork, and they're like a competitor to Asana. They raise a bunch of money. And then he was just talking about, oh, like they're actually focused on this vertical now, which I actually know a lot about that vertical. And there's actually something that I have that ties in with directly what he's doing, right? And he wants more insight. So it's like, okay, how do I help all these people? Because like, these are now all my friends. How do I help them? And so going to these events allows you to find like-minded people and build a deeper relationship. And also the reason I went to this event was I recorded a ton of content, right? So I did like a 90 minute workshop. That was one. My talk on, on one of the stages was 30 minutes. And then I did three podcasts at the event as well. So that's another 90 minutes of content. So my name in the game now, I'm actually, you know, usually I would charge to speak at events, but a lot of these events, I'll just go for free if they cover my travel expenses, because I'm just trying to get more content and I know I'm going to meet amazing people. And so that's the first segment of that trip, right? The second segment of the Sorry, trip- Sorry, before, before yeah. you jump to the second, my question for you as like, let's say someone who is just starting out, how do I get involved if I'm not a speaker? Let's say if I I, I want to go to an event, I want to have that type of experience that you do. Super fulfilling, super beneficial. What would you say is the best way? Yeah, you have to eat shit. So you have to eat (laughs) shit first. And the reason I say that is because, and not not to sound crass, but when I first started out speaking at a thing, I was what in my mid-20s or so, and the room had 20 people. And I went to speak for free because I knew... I didn't have the experience. Like I was like shaking, right? My hands were were sweating quite a bit. And because I was so worried about doing a good job, I would study like, you know, what what's my main goal? And then I learned, oh, the main goal of speaking is not how you look, but it's the value that you deliver. You have to start at level zero. And so I started out as a noob and then I, I slowly leveled up. Same thing with throwing dinners too. For, I first started out with getting a, a group of marketing directors together. I was broke. And so we ate like a half eaten bag of chips, but I at least made sure the content was good, right? And I slowly leveled my way up. And so what happens is, you speak for free, you pick it up. And then it's like, okay, then you go offer to speak for free at some other events as well. And that starts to compound. And then you start getting invited to speak at other ones. Cause it's like, oh, they, people like you. And then you start, people start, well, we'll offering, they'll start offering to pay for your trip. First, it might be like economy class accommodations and like a shitty hotel, but then you get to the next level to cover business class accommodations. And then the next level to actually pay you for the thing. And so you just, most of us start at level zero and then we make the most of the opportunity. And I think to add to that, the caveat is actually to do good work, to really actually have something valuable to share before you even think about doing these things. Otherwise, it's like you being on the stage and you have no value, no substance, nothing to add to people's lives, then why would they want you there? Ooh, right? So that's, that's a yeah, good please. one. 
especially like when you talk about speaking at like these NFT events, like everyone's just shilling their stuff. Think about how much value your audience is getting from, from doing that. But well, why don't you go? Cause I'll go on segments two and three, but I want to leave you some space too. Yeah, no, like, I know. Like, I think like if you haven't had the ability to prove yourself to create something of value that people are like, whoa, that's so cool then I don't think you deserve to be on this stage or that you deserve to have these connections. Because one thing that Eric does really well is that he levels himself up so much that in any room that he is in, he provides a ton of value. So people would be able to learn a lot of things from him and then vice versa. He gets to be able to pick on other people's brains. And this becomes a really good creative type of environment that everyone's learning. There's no leechers. There's everyone's just is on the same wavelength. And I think that's the most powerful thing is when everyone is on the wavelength. So at the end of the day, being able to pay your dues, being able to break after break, foot after foot, create value, and then you can share your experience. Then you can share your learnings. I think that's what is needed to earn your stripes. Yep. The second segment of my trip, I, I went to from Dublin to London, and I actually went to the countryside for a little bit, and I spent a lot of time strategizing, not so much sitting in, in, in many meetings. Um, and so when you have that open space to just think, amazing things happen. I remember I went to... I went to Spain over the summer. And when I came back, I was just super, like I was on a terror, like super invigorated. And it's because of, you leave time for strategic thought, which then will guide better actions. And then you get better results at the end of the day. And so I did that again. And I spent a lot of time, you know, writing stuff out and figuring out what the action plan is, it, like things I want to rejigger, things I want to start doing, stop doing, and now things I want to keep doing. And then when I went back to the city of London, I actually met with the creator of the five minute journal. His name's Alex Icon. So we hung out for a little bit. I met with Ali Abdal, the, the YouTuber. So it's also when you're traveling, trying to take advantage of where you're going, just saying, Hey, I'm going to be in the area. want to hang out. Right. And if you're at a certain level with someone, just someone that's maybe a couple levels above you or at the same level, like they're going to want to hang out with you. Right. Just make sure that you are a person of value, you're delivering as much value as possible. And so someone's going to be motivated to hang out with you. So that's the second segment. I have a third segment, but I'll pass it back over to you, Will. You talked about strategizing by yourself. Care to share a little bit more? Like, is this something that you do on a regular basis? Is this something that you just started out? What is that experience like? Yeah. So strategizing for me, like I just mentioned, what should I start doing, stop doing? What should I keep doing? And then also what are the highest leverage activities I should be focused on for in the new year? And also looking at my calendar, looking at the last 30, 60, 90 days or so, and looking at what actually, when I look at that event, what actually gives me energy and what doesn't, and then cutting those out. So a lot of people just think about adding stuff, but it's actually the cutting stuff that's going to add more leverage. And I'll also say like, if you're starting out as a founder right now too, the mistake I see 99% of founders make, which I'm guilty of making as well, is trying to do too many things at once. And what ends up happening is losing focus on the main thing that got you there and not scaling that thing, right? Like a lot of businesses is, is simple. It's just really based on focus. So it's really a focus exercise. And then from there, it's like, okay, what else do I need to be doing? And I think that's something that you mentioned, which was really profound, was that every time you go travel and you come back, you feel this new sense of energy that you're like ready to go on a tear and whatnot. And I think for me, it, it's the exact same thing. It's like every time I go to these events, I feel so energized. And I think there's two parts to it. One, being able to jump out of your comfort zone, being able to jump out of the day-to-day -day routine of going back to the calendar, going back to your team meetings, and there's nothing creative that can come out of it because you're just stuck into this wheel of going, doing the same thing over and over again. And at the same time, being able to 
travel, you get to be able to see and meet other people that gives you new data points that you can draw into and that you're like, oh, I can actually do this. Oh, I can actually do that. And that is super inspiring for you to be able to have a lot more inspiration for your own journey. So these are the things that I find and why traveling abroad or going to events is super helpful for me. Cool. Number three, the final segment of the trip. I so I flew from London to New York for a YPO Edge event. So that's one that's their flagship event. So some context on this: YPO is an international entrepreneurial community, and they do this event, and people come around from from all around the world. Some of the speakers were like ex generals, treasury secretaries. Ray Dalio was there. Eileen Gu, the skier, was there as well. They're speaking, and these are people that are all running you know thirteen million dollar plus businesses a year. The caliber of the people is really high, and so I'm just saying. Like the reason I'm bringing this up to the crowd too is like saying, as you continue to level up, you're going to find these different groups or clans or guilds that are available. They're available everywhere. There's these communities everywhere. And so I went to that A, because it's part of my community, but B, like I had a lot of my friends that were going too, right? So this is one of those things where we made sure there's ample time to, you know, set dinners on, on the side. When you go to these events, sometimes when you're traveling, you want to leave a lot of room for serendipity. So I'll be walking around, I'll see someone I didn't expect would be there. And then it's like, oh, and then one, I was walking to, to, to lunch one day. And then one guy like comes up to me that I met like a year ago. And I'm like, oh shit, come to lunch with me. And then you form all these like new relationships and then you try to figure out how to help each other. This is like at a grander scale, right? Like this is the level that you want to hopefully people can can aspire to get to because at this level, everyone just wants to help each other. Like, I don't think I met one asshole at this event because usually the assholes will filter themselves out of things like this because once they meet like everyone that just wants to help each other, it doesn't compute for them. So they self-select themselves out. Will, anything else? No, I'm learning a lot. I'm like, yes. It's really interesting. Once you, you're a certain caliber, your frame of mind is completely different. It's counterintuitive. It's like when you first start out, it feels like that you want to gatekeep everything. You want to keep everything to yourself. Yeah. But as when you continue to grow, you realize that giving actually has a very huge reciprocal effect. And then as you continue to level up even further, this is all you do is like, how can you be of value to other people? It's just very interesting to see. It's counterintuitive, but nonetheless, it works. Cool. All right. So that is it for today. And please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and we'll catch you later.